Welcome back to an extra special bonus episode of The Happy Half, a half hour podcast to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news. I'm back, thought I'd say hello and I thought it might be nice to do one or two bonus specials over the summer. So I hope you're all doing well and remaining safe and healthy. Hopefully you've managed to enjoy some summer fun despite all the rain, Pingate and the general ups and downs of life. What a roller coaster! But there are lots of things to talk about today in the middle of a summer full of sport, postponed celebrations and people doing great things. Today I have the pleasure of chatting to actor and writer Ollie Higginson. Ollie has certainly not let the pandemic stop him from being very busy, and you might recognise him from his features in Bridgerton and more recently in The Pursuit of Love, playing John the Footman and Colin, respectively. He has also been starring as Jamie Wellerstein in the last five years in London, which first premiered in March 2020 and will now play in the Garrick Theatre from September 17th. And he is currently filming for a new five-part television drama called This Spectred Isle. So he's basically smashing life. And I am really looking forward to chatting to him today. He is so genuine and a complete ray of sunshine. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, Ollie. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so nice to see you today. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I um, I actually had a bit of a lie-in today. Oh, um, lovely. Because you, you set the meeting at 11.30am, which is a really beautifully agreeable time. So I thought, well, well I'll just sleep until 10 and <laughs> have a coffee and then um, saunter Absolutely. in. Because then by lunch, you feel like you've been productive, but yeah, also true. you've had a leisurely morning. Exactly. No, whenever I do anything, I like to set it past 10 o'clock because I'm quite a morning person, but I, I know it's not fair on other people. <laughs> oh God, I'm not a morning person at all. I'm definitely a night owl. I could just, I, I mean, that's, that's why I like doing plays, I suppose, because then yeah. you sleep in and then you work till late and then... I don't know. It's, it's perfect uh, for you. I mean, less good yeah. for me. When I get back on stage, I'm going to be so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. well, it's lovely to see you. And I always kick off the podcast with chatting about our top three things, things that you're just grateful for. What would strike you as three things that have made you smile or you'll be like, thank you this week? Yeah. Um, it's a really good question. And... I the first thing that sprung to mind was uh, I watched the last showing of um, Mischief Theatre's Movie Night In. It's called. Um, so Mischief Theatre, the, the theatre company who created Play That Goes Wrong yeah. and Magic Goes Wrong and all those incredible pieces, and they've been doing something throughout the whole of lockdown since about December of last year. That was it's essentially an improv comedy improv show where they take suggestions from the audience about um, characters who could appear in this storyline and all sorts of things. And we watched the last one of their streams on Sunday. And it was just, it's just through the whole of lockdown has been this really joyous, celebratory, theatrical, funny thing that they don't take themselves too seriously and they're all really talented and 
charismatic people. It's just, it was lovely. So, and actually they are, and this is now a plug for them because they are um, doing a one-off show at Regent's Park uh, at the end of August, which we've just booked for. But um, yeah, I think it's really refreshing when you have people who are just, Wanting just to make happy, people happy smile. Happy to be silly, yeah. Yeah. Just really, like, carefree and silly. And yeah. it was, it was I, escapism at its best. Definitely. Yeah. And I think improvising is such a talent and skill. Um, Huge it's talent. Just, it's mind-blowing. I would be terrified. Put me on stage with the script and it's fantastic, lovely. Have a great time. Yeah. But if I'm just there making it up, <laughs> the things that come out of my mouth anyway are terrible. So. I know. Well, that's what I think. I think, you know since this is sort of a discussion about gratitude and about letting things go to some degree, like I just, I think improv is a good example of sort of just accepting whatever comes out of you. Whatever and happens. going, well, you know, it's a terrible idea, but we're just going to run with it. And then in, in the end, it's usually it works brilliant. Out. And it yeah. ends up being something really special. So Aww. I think it's a good life lesson, actually, watching stuff like that. So yeah, that, that's my number one. Great. Yeah. What about number two? It can be anything. Number two, I know, I, I'm probably going for slightly more kind of long-winded things. So my number, my number two uh, is a band, is, is the music by the band called Sigur Ross. They're an Icelandic Ooh. band. I do um, not know them. Yeah, well, you've probably heard a couple of their songs. Um, they did a song called Hoppy Polla that was really big uh, in like 2004 you 100% would have heard it. It's a piece of music or a band that I always return to kind of whenever I'm feeling a bit low, low. or, you yeah. know, like I need something that's... And, and they basically they sing in this in another language, a made-up language, which they call Hopelandic, which oh. um, is based on the sounds of Icelandic, um, but it's their own sort of thing, and it's supposed to be this really kind of positive you know, evocative thing. This is the song that they're most famous for. In um, 2005, when it came out, it was just sort of on everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're amazing. And they kind of remind me of my childhood as well. And I just they just sent me to a really sort of serene place. So, and I would Tranquil. recommend to anyone to to, re to listen, listen oh, to them. Oh, thank you they're for fantastic. that. I they're will. They're called Sigur Ross. Okay. S-I-G-U-R-R-O-S. Useful. Yeah. Thank you for spelling it. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know because God, no, I mean, I don't, I don't even know whether I'm saying it correctly. To be honest, apologies to the band if I'm uh, if I'm not delivering their name as it should be spelled. Or oh, said, but... who knows? But I will, I'm sure I'll be listening to them a bit later. I love finding and discovering new music, and yeah, definitely puts me in a good mindset. So that's a a lovely thing. Really good. Yeah. Um, what about um, the last one? The last thing. The last thing, I. I mean, I, I have to just say, I think my I, I, my partner um, is just, uh, you know, wonderful, wonderful human. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she's, I think, uh, yeah, through the whole lockdown, I don't know whether you've had, had anybody, um, you know, kind of, do you have a, do you have a partner? Yeah, or, I have a boyfriend. I'm switching this around now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So... And I just think through the this whole lockdown and um, I think it sounds really soppy. I'm in a really soppy mood this morning. So apologies, everyone, for lis who's I listening. I love soppy. I love it. Um, <laughs> but I just think, I just think uh, you know, love is a very beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. And I think through the last year, it's been, 
you know, really precious to cling on to things like that. And, yeah. um, and even now, you know, we're still in such an uncertain, unstable time. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for, um, to Megan, my, my wife, who's just, you know, Aww. grounds me and, you know, supports me and is, is wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah that's oh, that's gorgeous. Three. I saw a picture of you two, actually. Oh. You're the most attractive couple. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, that's, that is a huge compliment. I'll have to uh, tell her yeah, immediately tell her. after this and <laughs> say that Heather says we're the most attractive couple. You are. I was talking to my oh, boyfriend and I was like, well, I'm, 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 I'm chatting with Ollie and uh, wow, yeah, they, 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 he's got a beautiful wife and, you know, they're just, very, and he was like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. But um, yeah, no, because I, I, well, for any long-term listeners of the podcast, I um, actually met my now boyfriend in the first lockdown, but I spoke about oh. it very candidly. Oh my God. Um, so it was all a bit of a joke at first because we went on like socially distanced walks and oh um, I was like, this is not going to work. Um, and I was very good at being single because any singletons out there, I am with you. I think it's great. But uh, then <laughs> then it just kind of unraveled. And before I knew it, you know, I could only see him. And uh, <laughs> it was quite intense quite quickly. But yes. we, we got COVID for Christmas together. So we had Christmas after six months oh in God. lockdown. Um, oh and yeah, it just kind of... So I know what you mean about how you can kind of rely on another half a bit, uh, even though... You know, there's so much going on. It's nice to have that stability. Well, yeah, I think like going back a little bit to what I was saying about the improv thing, I think um, the pandemic, you know, well, everyone's been saying this, haven't they? So it's not really a new idea. But I guess the pandemic <laughs> has, 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 you know, made us look at what's right in front of us um, a bit more because usually we're just rushing around and I'm certainly like that. And I just, I'm stressing out about, what's coming next week and next month and next year and where am I going in my life? Career and, what's and the life. End goal? Yeah. Exactly, career and ticking off all these things that I need to get done. And actually the pandemic, I guess, has gone, well, all you ha all you can do is think about now. Yeah. And that is quite a gift. As much as it has been, you know, a really horrific time for, well, for all of us and for some more than others, but... Um, that is one silver lining, I think, when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, well, congratulations. I can't, that's fantastic <laughs> that you've found, found each other during this time. Well, it's weird, isn't it? But yeah, no, it's been really nice. And he's been a real kind of, oh, I'm going to sound soppy now. He's, he's, been a bit, <laughs> he's been a bit of a rock because it's been such a weird up and down year. And yeah, it's been, it's been very strange. But um Especially for performers, it's yeah, it's a exactly. Really um, time, so. Yeah, exactly. But that's lovely. What a very heartwarming thing. Mm. Um, so we'll move on now because that was lovely. Yeah. I'll briefly mention my top three, which aren't as good, really. Oh, yes. um, but my well, you have to do it every week. But yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> so I have you have to run out. Think of so many things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first one's actually really lovely because I'm seeing a friend tomorrow who I haven't seen in three years. And oh, I'm wow. so excited. He actually, after uni, went to Yale in America to study because he's crazy clever. Oh, cool. Um, doing composition for music. So he's one to watch oh, as well. Wow. Um, but yeah. What's I his name? He's called Harry Castle. 
as a plug. You can watch out for his name in the future. Um, And he writes musicals as well. So he's um, he's, he's met some amazing people. But anyway. I'm sending uh, him an email now. Yeah, do. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, we're going to Marleybone, very fancy, um, for a little lunch. And I can't wait because, you know, three years is a long time. And I'm sure it will feel like no time has passed. But we have so much to catch up on. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah, so that's the first one. The second one is I'm going on holiday next week. So oh, buzzing. Fantastic. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm literally so excited. And it has been booked to be fully cancelable because I don't know about you, but whenever I book a holiday in this acting industry, I get an audition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't get auditions that often either. So it's yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> so unfair. Yeah. But uh, touch wood... We're good to go next week. But it has no, you have to do cancelable. That's I'm glad that you made that choice yeah. because you never it's, know. You know, you never know. I went to Lisbon and this was pre-pandemic and uh I had to kind of rush back for an audition. And then earlier in the summer, I was just in Norfolk for a little bit and um I got a call being like, Can you can you do an over fifties life insurance thing? And I, I had to oh, come God. back from the beach and do it. <laughs> do it. And that I was, was like, like an advert. Yeah, I didn't get it. Obviously, I'm oh. 24, and I wasn't, well, yeah, it wasn't quite wasn't quite for me. I don't think but it's always but good, isn't it? Just it is. But like, what are the odds? You know, you have a really quiet spell. You then book a holiday. I think it's a good thing to do in a way because then you might get an audition. <laughs> oh, it's literally yeah. Book a holiday. Book a job. That's that's the the amount of time. I mean, oh yeah. I feel like whenever I'm sitting on a runway, my email just kind of blows up, and everyone's it's the way of the uh, world. Like, come back, come back. Like, Please. no, I really need a break. Um, yeah. And what's, what's the third What's the third thing? Sorry, the I'm third thing is very small, but basically it's been torrential where I live recently, like horrible. And uh, I timed my dog walk perfectly to avoid the rain. And I was so grateful and so thrilled because the other day I did not. And I was so wet to the point where you have to jump in the shower because oh. you're just sopping. Yeah. And it was yeah. a bit grim. So... That's my third very small point. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, those are my three. And I think that's a lovely selection we've both had and uh, varied yeah. and some little things and some more kind of poignant things. Yeah. Um, so I think it's perfect to move on from stories from others. week or not every week because I've had a little bit of a break but people send me in their good happy stories and uh thank you to everyone who has continued to send them in and if anyone listening has anything that's happened to them that's been really good they would like to share uh big or small then do keep sending things in to the happy half at gmail.com but the first piece of news today is from someone called Katie who has just finished her accounting exams. So she had 15 exams over three years. This was after uni. So this is like nonstop exams, which she was juggling with full-time work, you know, late hours, COVID, the whole lot. So she's just finished. So last week she celebrated with a much needed and deserved night out. So... This is, I mean, the idea of a night out is even mind-blowing in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but she she went, she went, said she went for dinner and she had a porn star martini fountain, which is pretty oh. cool. And then oh. more drinks and then dancing. And she danced the night away and said it was like the first time she'd had a proper night out and obviously so, so long. It was so much fun. And yeah, it just sounds brilliant. I mean, I haven't let loose on the dance floor in, I can't even remember. It's been so long. <laughs> 
no one wants me let loose on the dance floor. Really? That's been one positive of the pandemic. Oh, Ollie. Not having to see me. I can imagine you throwing some great moves. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Have you braved the bars or, or dare I say, clubs yet? Um, yeah, I... Uh, not not the clubs. I'm not a huge sort of clubber, really. No, I like neither. a kind of I like some live music and, um, but I'm not sort of a raver. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I have. I um, I actually was, with. I mean, uh, it was, yeah, it was a very very fun raucous night. I was at um, Coha on oh, yeah. Saturday, if you know Coha, which is, um, and I literally was just kind of walking past with a friend of mine. And then we ran into um, Jonathan O'Boyle, who directs The Last Five, last years, five years, and Lee Newby, who designs The Last Five Years. And they were sitting outside. And so it was a kind of like one of those wonderful, impromptu moments. We were like, well, let's just have you know one drink and catch up. And then one it was like drink. a whole night yeah, of chatting. Of and, you know, just <laughs> it was very, very fun. So oh. I have, you know, and we've, you know, I, I guess I've gone into theatres um, a little bit and... I, you know, I'm I'm lucky to be fully vaccinated, so I guess that takes... Are you, are you vaccinated? I've only had one. I'm nearly one. fully. I've got one very cool. soon, but not quite yet. I but mean, almost helpful. there. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Ma- it makes a big difference um, because that is the tough thing about, you know, about the, our industry is that, you know, you just don't want to get, um, you don't get COVID, whether it's... Yeah, you know, bad. You get bad symptoms, or whether it's just mild. It's it puts exactly. a spanner in the works for working. So yeah, and um, even just isolating is is a complete pain because you oh, know ten horrible. days of no work, and you're like, oh no, I have nothing now. But it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. That's I've I've actually found something I found really difficult is the sort of um, the stress of of as if our career wasn't already kind of crazy enough. It's yeah. Like, the sort of bureaucracy of COVID and it's the horrible. kind of, yeah, just the hoops you have to jump through to make it all work, whether it's that's an audition or or when you're working, it's really, really hard. Yeah, I um, mean, it's, yeah, as you say, it's uncertain at the best of times, let alone, you know, if people get COVID or if something's cancelled because of COVID or it just completely derails everything. It's so hard. It's so, so hard. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully, I mean, I keep saying it, but Touchwood, we're on the way up. But I know. You know, <laughs> to be fair, you've had so much, even though it's obviously been a horrendous year, you've been so busy. I mean, let's just take a second to talk about your, your good news because I, I've seen you on my screen a couple of times, you know, doing some pretty cool stuff. So oh. uh, I'm sure the listeners will, will know, but yes, you've You've had Bridgerton, you've had The Pursuit of Love. You've met so many, like, probably amazing people. Have you had yes. any particular project that's been a complete highlight or that stands out in your mind as the best thing? Um, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they've all been really lovely. The And both Bridgerton and Pursuit of Love, actually, I, both of them were, were projects where everyone was just really kind and lovely and organized and um positive i'm i mean bridgerton the joy of bridgerton was that you know i'm a little role and you know i and yet i feel so massively appreciated it's a very kind of familial vibe where no matter whether you're sort of the lead or um or you know you have a few lines in an episode everyone's kind of 
treated with with respect and and love and everyone can throw in ideas and it's a and and naturally coming back to it it was the first time i've ever done something where i filmed on season one and then a couple of months season ago two. i was filming on season two. Oh, i didn't know that and, that's cool uh, yeah and that was just amazing and i'd most of my scenes are with claudia jesse who plays eloise and just every time i see her again i'm just sort of filled with so much joy because she's just one of the most positive um just really she she's one of those actors who just makes you feel very at ease and like you're yeah. really kind of valid and you know you can you can voice your opinion on things and throw ideas out there and there's no judgment and it's she's just wonderful I love every second of working with her so and that can be rare, you know. It's an we are in an industry that can be sometimes quite tough and quite yeah. intense, and um, you don't always get that. So I I really love working on Bridgerton. It's oh, did just, you know it was going to be as big as it was when you were first filming? Not really, to be honest. Um, I because I auditioned for it in October of 2019. Um, Gosh, yeah. And it didn't come out until December of 2020. Um, and I felt so we filmed it just before Christmas of 2019 and then early 2020. Um, and I sort of, I knew, you know, it was clearly a very big budget. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. There were no expense spared sort of um, project. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the actors were, I think it's really well cast because it's not an obvious kind of star casting uh, group of actors. I think everyone's kind of there on merit and they all bring something different to the table and so it was a lot of sort of not unknowns but lesser known actors I mean I you know I'd seen them on a lot of them were theatre actors who I'd seen on stage and stuff so I knew it was going to be good but um nobody had any idea that it was going to be on the level wow it's, I mean, the a, it's incredible watched, yeah. uh, insanely the most watched thing that Netflix has ever done I mean which nobody thought it was going to be that so no well the timing was also ironically quite yes. good because Very good, you yeah. know Christmas Boxing Day of 2020 which has been the most horrible year for everyone I mean I was had COVID in, in isolation so I watched the whole lot with my boyfriend just back to back, basically. Yeah, yeah so did I. <laughs> it's great. I loved it. Um, it was, yeah. You also had an amazing wig. I loved, I loved your wig. I do. I love that wig. I, yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely love that wig. <laughs> Are Although, you back? Interestingly, as... it's a different wig in series two. So you're, you you're still the footman, right? I'm still, still. It's exactly the same. John, the footman, Eloise's uh, footman. Great. Um, but. I have a different wig, a subtly different wig. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, which is a shame. I actually kind of, I really love that first wig. I don't know, he's probably off working on some other really exciting job. Maybe. You know, probably the new James Bond or something. That but wig. who would turn down Bridgerton, um, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely. I, I know, I'm really, really fortunate to have been involved in that. Yeah, well, I'm really excited for, for season two. And there's something I was reading as well, because I was doing a little bit of research because you've been very busy. And I saw that I didn't know about that. I don't know if you're currently filming it or if it's been filmed. Um, you're doing This Spectred Isle, which is a, yes. a new drama. Are you allowed to talk about it yet? Yeah, I I definitely can talk about some of it. Yeah, for sure. Can you explain? Because um, it sounds so interesting and very truthful <laughs> yes it's um it's essentially a well it is a 
how am I going to phrase this? Um, so it is a story about a man called Boris Johnson who got mm. into uh, office in December of 2019 and it traces his life um, ruling this country, this Septa Dal, um, and dealing with the pandemic and having a child. And that runs right until about a year later. The series, it's five episodes, I believe. Um, and so it is essentially all true. Yeah. Uh, it's it's events that we know really well and that have affected all of us for the last yeah. year, last two years. And it sort of goes into, in a similar way that The Crown kind of did, is that it takes those events and the new stories that were coming out at the time and it goes, what would it have been, been like behind closed doors? Um, mm. What was it like in Downing Street when people were trying to, when, you know, when Boris Johnson and Dominic Cummings and Rishi Sunak and uh, all, all these people who, you know, you know we all yeah. know um, really well. And uh, yeah, so it's a docudrama. Uh, so a script has been written by um, Michael Winterbottom who's best known for doing things like The Trip with mm -hmm. Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon and also kind of cult films like 24-Hour Party People. Yeah. So these kind of really sort of docudrama-style um, films and television programmes. And he also directed it alongside Julian Gerald, who directs on The Crown. And, yeah, it, it traces the story of, of Boris's kind of crazy year really Ooh. and how he dealt with it and I I was just thrilled to be I was thrilled to audition for it because just reading little bits of the script I was like oh my god this is so exciting this is yeah. literally real life that we've so close been to the bone living. absolutely yeah, it's yeah. very close to the bone and very risky and very bold and but quite exciting to yeah. be doing something that's so I mean we literally were sitting in the green room you know, about to film one of the scenes and, you know, <laughs> on a TV screen and on our phones, we were watching the story we were literally filming kind of unfold. Live. Yeah. It was really so... bizarre. And we were, especially because a lot of people are playing real characters, people, you know, who um, are real human beings. And for them, you know, talking to them about their process, because obviously I, Kenneth Branagh is playing um, Boris, um, in case I don't know whether that's that has been announced so I can talk about that yeah I saw um, that yeah and amazing actor called Simon Paisley Day is playing Dominic Cummings um, <laughs> and they're both just brilliant it's just a really fascinating series it's yeah I been, can't wait and, and I think it will it will be really moving to watch it um, it will come out in autumn of 2022 okay and it's going to be a really some of it is is very light-hearted and and kind of playful and then other other parts are really moving and take place in in hospitals and yeah so it's a really really interesting um sort of uh precise account of our lives in this country yeah gosh um, I, it's yeah. such a such a bold but kind of important drama it sounds like and also it's quite it's quite weird isn't it when these things happen so close to the actual event as you said because a lot of the time when you are acting real people it's quite far in the past that you are recreating yes, yes. <laughs> whereas this is also raw and relevant so 
Wow. I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, but that, yeah, so it's a, a year away. So we've got a bit it of is, time. It is a bit of a year. It actually, we are still sort of doing bits and bobs yeah. of filming on it. Um, well, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it's so exciting for you. Um, Thanks, and Sarah. it's the perfect way to, we can segue, I can try and yeah, do it smoothly, yeah. from talking about <laughs> Boris Johnson and your <laughs> this Skeptodial into the news. Oh, God. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, We've done really well to not to sort of actually not like kind of massively just criticise Boris Johnson in this. Yeah. Um, so let's. Yeah, but yeah, as if tempting this as wasn't that is. exactly, if this wasn't the happy heart, the happy I heart. would. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I'm keeping my mouth firmly shut. Um, if you watch Septadal, that will be enough. Uh, I think yeah. that'll be enough damnation for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. And I, I hope I'll stop there. I'll stop. <laughs> we'll stop there. <laughs> but let's talk about stories from the news. Yeah. So, stories from the news. Well, it's lovely because there's a surprising amount of good news to talk about, I feel, compared to recent months. You know, I don't want to talk about COVID too much, but the cases are declining and we've had all of this sport. Uh, obviously, the Olympics. Have you watched much of the Olympics recently? I actually haven't watched oh, almost Ollie. any. Um <laughs> Which is just terrible. I've been really bad at... Uh, there's, been, there's been so much sport and I just... After the Euro, um, which was wonderful. I don't want to be negative about that. Yeah. I thought actually well, it really was wonderful. Um, I haven't really delved back in. I watched a bit of Wimbledon. So, But I would love to hear... Yes. Apart from Tom Daly winning the gold medal, which obviously I'm aware of. It was emotional. Of. I, don't, I was completely under a rock. But yeah. I've been... Uh, tell I me everything. It. I want to hear okay. it all. Okay, so, well, I've been watching it quite a lot and it's not been good for my productivity, I have to say, because uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a freelance, work from home, so I can, like, shift things about and some days I'll just, you know, get up, make a tea and go and watch the Olympics, which is terrible. But it is amazing <laughs> and I think it's been so kind of unifying for people to watch and read about and we've done so well. So, yeah, we've had the greatest ever number of swimming medals and I think Duncan Scott's got four, which is... Wow. mind-blowing and amazing equestrian and bmx success which i didn't even realize was oh. i think it might be new have you ever seen any bmx yeah i uh, yes it's like people it's crazy scary. people on bikes going over yeah. jumps and things it's amazing. so like adrenaline fueled and i watched it and i didn't know much about it but i was hooked so i was watching the freestyle which had to Britain, I think. And Charlotte Worthington, who's this 25-year-old amazing woman who was previously a chef, by the way, which how do you go from being a chef to a BMX gold medalist, you know? But um, anyway, she attempted for the first time ever this 360 backflip, which no woman has landed ever. And she, she, she didn't do it. So, you know, the pressure was on and everyone was like, she's just going to do a safe run. Anyway, she did it. She oh. nailed it. And I was like screaming, Ollie. I don't know what came over me. And <sighs> then she kind of did the rest of the course and she, she got gold. And the emotion wow. when she found out and just like all of her support and team and all of the Brits around, it was just so beautiful. And I've watched so many events where I've actually been really kind of overwhelmed because I've been really kind of proud through the screen of these people. And we've done so well. And like, yeah, when Tom Daly and Matty Lee won the synchronized diving, I was I was like, ah! Wow. Um, wow. So I've just loved it. I think it's been amazing for everyone and and for morale and just for general team spirit because we've, we've done pretty well. Like, wow. 
yeah, I think fifth we are, which is out of all the countries in the world. Yeah, and such a little country that we are. Yeah. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And actually this morning, as I was kind of getting ready, I, uh, I like to look at the news and I saw this story about the Olympics and it's about um, some a couple who are trying to attempt to complete all 96 of the individual Olympic events during the 17 days for charity. And they live, oh. they live quite near me actually. And, uh, which is why it came up and they're called Charlotte Nichols and Stuart Bates. And it's called the Spenny Olympics because it's an honor of, <laughs> uh, Spencer, also known as Spenny, who died of motor neurone disease. Oh. So they've done every event so they've done like the 234 kilometer road race the diving shot put you know vault and these are just people who you know are regular like lovely people and i think they've raised over sixty thousand pounds so far in olympia wow i know and olympians have got involved as well and supported them and i watched a video of of them literally like on the vault doing their like best attempt at kind of a a little roly-poly thing um but I was like, creds to them. That's amazing. Um, so that was a nice piece of news this morning. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just the spirit of the Olympics. It gets everyone in that mood and much more kind of positive and patriotic and yeah. supportive, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So have you have you heard of any good news stories aside from the Olympics? Um, that is a really good, uh, good question. Uh well, the, the the first thing that popped into my mind, but this isn't a news story at all, but um, which is uh, just a something I looked at this morning where someone had done this artwork where animals, it was pictures of animals, um, uh, but they were f- like as fruit. <laughs> what? So, um, I don't. That's not a news story as such, but um, it counts. But but I just think I yeah I I um. Can you give an example? Like... So well, I can show you on here, but obviously no one's going to see. But basically, it was like a squirrel as a banana. <laughs> um, someone had done this just really kind of clever. Um, it was a, a zebra, but it as an Oreo. It was really wow. really weird. It's not. This isn't news. Um, but no, I'm going to hunt this out. It sounds um, very happy and kind I've of got, smile-inducing. I've really got into um, animals actually over the course of Have you? of lockdown. I uh, I've specific got really animals into, like, or just generally, just e- honestly, anything or or even insects. I, I just um, I've kind of got really into observing <laughs> animals. <laughs> It was fascinating actually because I went to I was in America recently and I went to a zoo in America, uh, in St. Louis in Missouri. They have an amazing zoo there, and it's just huge. And I I literally could have just spent hours there. I I sort of would just watch an animal. It was just fascinating to watch a crocodile for kind of twenty minutes because I feel like most minutes. people yeah because I feel like most people they sort of walk by and yeah. they go oh look there it is take a picture of it um, and then, well, it's not moving, so I'm just going to walk off. Yeah. Um, and they don't, I was kind of looking around, I was like, people aren't really, you're not really looking at yeah. these animals and they are amazing. And I think they're a real, to me, I just find it really refreshing to see something that is just so, an, a, a being that is so kind of present. 
and just living um, and breathing and or sleeping or whatever. And it doesn't have any of the kind of complications that we as human beings yeah. in, superimpose onto our lives. It's like, you know, and... Uh, it's very true to So be I really, like, even just walking to, like, a local lake and seeing some ducks, I just find it really, really um, soothing. I, oh, uh, that's so and I, wholesome. So I've got obsessed with animal, animal yeah. videos and everything. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I did read on BBC News, so it was on the actual news, um, about two, let me try and remember, I think it was about two baby pandas, which had just been born in a zoo in France, which is really momentous because pandas apparently are, are not very regularly born in zoos. And uh, they're tiny. Oh. They're literally the weirdest looking things I've ever seen. Like not that pleasant, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but like they had no like fur. So they're just like these kind of oh skinny red kind of little tiny things um but yeah you should look it up because they're apparently it's very kind of incredible that they've been born there and it's very momentous for france um so oh, wow. that i did read that but thank you for that that was oh, lovely definitely. well you know i would recommend everyone's probably gonna think i'm crazy now but i don't care no <laughs> it's lovely i think it's wonderful um <laughs> and it's made me smile lovely half an hour oh, or so of, thank you of so news. much <laughs> thank you so much for coming on i feel like i've just smiled a lot which is lovely <laughs> so, um, so i i hope it all continues to go really well i can't wait to see you in fingers crossed various different things have a wonderful rest of your day hopefully filled with animals icelandic music and just general yes. joy of life <laughs> yeah thank you so much Hello. thank you oh. take care have a wonderful day bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Happy Half. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then it would be amazing if you could give the podcast a little rating and review. And please do check out The Happy Half on Patreon, where you can support the cost of the podcast for as little as £3 per month. Series 3 might be a little bit further away than originally expected due to other exciting life events. But I am sure I'll be back before too long with another bonus episode. The Bye happy for now. Half the Happy Half was created by Heather Conda with help from Fon, who you can find on social media at Fon Music. Bye for now. <laughs>